Chapter thirty seven of the Memoirs of Chateaubriand, seventeen sixty eight to eighteen hundred, part three. This is the LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Nicole Lee, Memoirs of Chateaubriand, seventeen sixty eight to eighteen hundred, part three, by Francois Rene de Chateaubriand, chapter thirty seven. Paris, eighteen thirty seven, year eighteen hundred, my life in Paris. I shut myself up in the depths of my entresol and devoted myself wholly to work. In the intervals of relaxation I made excursions round about to reconnoitre. In the middle of the Palais Royal a circus had been erected. Camille Desmoulins no longer harangued the mob in the open air. Troops of prostitutes, the attendant satellites of the goddess of reason, no longer went about in processions under the direction of David as manager and leader. At the entrance of every passage and in all the galleries were to be met men who announced all kinds of curiosities, hommes chinoises, vieux d'optique, cabinet de physique, bête étrange. Notwithstanding all the heads that had been cut off, there still remained some idlers. Bursts of music continually proceeded from the cellars of the Palais Marchand, accompanied by the noise of great drums. It was there, perhaps, that those giants dwelt for whom I was seeking, and who must necessarily have produced immense events. I went down. A subterranean ball was going on in the midst of spectators sitting and drinking beer. A little hunchback planted on a table was playing the fiddle and singing a hymn to Bonaparte, which ended with these lines: "Passez vertu, passez attrait, il mérite d'être le père." A sou was given him at the close of the set, such as the basis of that human society which bore an Alexander and which was sustaining Napoleon. I visited the places where I had walked during the dreams of my early years. From the convents of former times, the clubbies had been driven away after the monks. Wandering about behind the Luxembourg, I came upon the Chartreuse. Its demolition was just being completed. The Place des Victoires and the Place Vendôme lamented the absent statues of the Grand Roi. The community of the Capuchins had been plundered, and the inner cloisters were used as a place for the exhibition of Robertson's Phantasmagorie. At the Cordelier I asked in vain for the Gothic nave, where I had seen Marat and Danton in their prime. On the quay of the Théatin, the church of that body had been converted into a coffee-house and a room for rope-dancing. At the door was an illumination representing the amusements within, and written in large letters, Admission Gratis. I pushed on with the crowd into this cave of iniquity. I had no sooner got a seat than waiters entered with napkins in their hands, shouting like madmen, Consommez, monsieur, consommez! I did not wait to be told twice, and I stole away sadly to avoid the jeers of the company because i had nothing wherewith to consommer change of society the revolution may be divided into three parts which have nothing in common among them the republic the empire and the restoration these three different worlds all as completely finished one as the other appeared as if separated by centuries each of these conditions of society had a fixed principle the principle of the republic was equality that of the empire power and that of the restoration liberty the republican period was the most original and most deeply marked because we never have seen nor ever shall see physical order produced by moral disorder unity resulting from the government of the multitude the scaffold substituted for law and obeyed in the name of humanity in eighteen o one i was present at the second social transformation the confusion was ridiculous by means of a suitable disguise numbers of people passed for persons whom they were not each wore his nickname or his borrowed one suspended from his neck as the venetians during the carnival carry a small mask in their hands to indicate that they are masked one was reputed to be an italian another a spaniard a third a prussian and a fourth a dutchman i was a swiss a mother passed as the aunt of her son a father as the uncle of his daughter 
the proprietor of an estate was only its manager this movement recalled to my mind in an opposite sense the movement of seventeen eighty nine when the monks and various religious orders were driven out of their cloisters and the old condition of society was overrun by the new the latter after having displaced the former was again displaced in its turn however an orderly society began to spring up people deserted the cafes and the street to enter into domestic life the remnants of the family circle were collected the inheritance was reconstructed by gathering up the wrecks as the rappel is beaten after a battle to see how many have been lost all the churches that remained entire were reopened i had the happiness of blowing the trumpet at the door of the temple it was easy to distinguish the old republican generation which withdrew from the imperial generation which advanced generals who had sprung up in emergencies poor rude in speech and severe in mien who had brought home nothing from all their campaigns except wounds and ragged coats were continually coming in contact with the brilliant and laced officers of the consular army the emigre returned home conversed quietly with the murderers of some of his kindred all the porters who were great partisans of the late monsieur de robespierre regretted the spectacles of the place louis quinze where as my own landlord in the rue de lille told me they cut off him's heads whose necks were as white as a chicken's skin the septembriseurs having changed their name and their quarters had become dealers in baked apples at the corners of the streets but they were often obliged to give up their calling because the people who recognized them upset their stalls and were disposed to abuse them the revolutionists who had become enriched began to keep establishments in the large hotels in the faubourg st germain which had been sold on the way to be created barons and counts the jacobins spoke of nothing but the horrors of seventeen ninety three and the necessity of chastising the working classes and putting down the excesses of the mob bonaparte putting brutuses and scaevolas in his police was preparing to bedeck them with ribbons to bedaub them with titles to force them to betray their opinions and to dishonour their crimes in the midst of all this a new generation shot up vigorously sown in blood and growing up no longer to shed any except that of the foreigner from day to day the transformation proceeded of republicans into imperialists and of the tyranny of the whole into the despotism of one end of chapter thirty seven end of the memoirs of chateaubriand seventeen sixty eight to eighteen hundred